Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Live. From the seaport, brought to you by Chase. The hashtag crew is here. Neek and Jeff were along with us earlier. Lots and lots more on the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and everybody else. But for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. The Niners are going to take a long time for getting that game. Mahomes going to roll to his right, throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Our team's hurting, but proud of our guys. But I'm going to lose with a group of guys. Let's do with those guys anytime. For it to go like that, it's tough. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. All right, the San Francisco side of this is not pretty. Because let's face it, in ways big and small, the 49ers gave this game away. The, the first half of that game last night, they looked so dominant. They, they looked like they should... They should have been up by three touchdowns. They should have put that game away. The McCaffrey fumble, the, um, the, 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 the getting away from the running game, which I thought they did to their own detriment. Then, obviously, the game remains a game, remains a game. The, everything changes on the muffed punt, which is what it goes down as, even though it just hits the guy in the foot. Then you miss the extra point, or you get the extra point blocked by kicking it directly into the back of one of you, one of the players. It's a terrible kick by Moody, who otherwise has an incredible night. And the decisions made by Shanahan that we've talked about, the most notable of which, of course, is taking the ball <coughs> at the beginning of the overtime. And we're going to dive deeply into that. But before we get to that, how about the game that Shanahan and the Niners lose last night? on the level with the way that the Chiefs won. Yeah, I mean, so the, the Niners outgained the Chiefs 126 to 15 in the first quarter of that game. There is no excuse for them to not have gone into halftime with a double-digit lead. It was, it was all there for them. They were manhandling Kansas City on the line of scrimmage. They were outplaying them so badly that the Chiefs were fighting amongst themselves on the sidelines in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then I thought Kyle Shanahan made a, a series of mistakes in no particular order, keeping timeouts in his pocket at the end of the first we half. We talked about it. That was terrible clock management. Throwing it eight times and running it one across three consecutive three and outs in the third quarter, which I found to be inexplicable. Coming right off of the interception of Mahomes when you really have a chance to go for the jugular. And then electing to receive the ball to start overtime. And then when he getting in the red area, not going for it on fourth and four when it's clear that the analytics say you should. Okay, so let, let's now go there. Last night's game was the first of its kind in the history of the NFL. I don't know that every fan knew that, although I thought CBS did an excellent job explaining it time and time again in the, in the interim between the end of regulation and the beginning of the, um, the, beginning of the overtime. I thought Romo explained it. I thought Gene Sterator explained it. I thought Nance explained it. And then the ref, Bill Vinovich, who I thought had a very good night last night, he said it in the coin toss. 
He said the only way this game will end on the first series is with a defensive touchdown. He said it. Obviously, many of the 49ers players were not listening or it didn't register. So there's two separate sides here. One of them is you know they opted to take the ball. The best way to describe the new overtime rule in the NFL in the postseason only is that it somewhat mirrors college football, which is it seems there's an enormous advantage to getting the ball second because the game can't end on the first possession. At least it can't end in your opponent's favor. It can end with a defensive touchdown, in which case you're fine with that. But more to the point, once you've seen what the other team has done, you know exactly what is in front of you. Can I win it with a field goal? Can I tie it with a field goal, win it with a touchdown? Can I tie it with a touchdown, win it with a two-point conversion? You know exactly what you're facing. You know that everything is four-down territory before you even begin. It seems there are so many advantages to taking the ball second in the overtime. Kyle Shanahan didn't. Let me play you his reasoning for it. This is something we talked about with none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys and we decided to be better. We wanted the ball third. But both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win and got that field goal. So we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal. And if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. So, so the way that works, to be clear on what he's saying, it does become sudden death in the third possession. So what he's basically saying is they felt their advantage in that was... If whatever happens in the first two possessions equal each other out, meaning both teams score zero points, three points, six points, seven points, or eight points, we get the ball in sudden death. Does that make sense? What do the analytics say? The analytics say nothing about whether or not it's the right decision to take it first. What the analytics can say, and look, by the way... Explain to me why they say nothing about that. Because, because it's never happened before? And, yes, and because it's so... Like, it's so it's so result-dependent. Like, if they go and wind up scoring a touchdown there, it's hard to say they did the wrong thing. And that's why when they drive 66 yards and get themselves into a second and fourth on the nine-yard line, it's hard for me to say they did the wrong thing. What we can definitively say, which is bizarre considering he's citing his analytics, is that they should have gone for it on fourth down. You made the aggressive decision to take the ball, and it worked insofar as you got nine yards short. But on fourth and four to kick it, you cost yourself basically one percentage point of win probability. Are you saying they should have been in four down territory, meaning that on third and four, that could change your play call? Now, the third down play, Chris Jones comes in unblocked, untouched. That is going to be a wide open touchdown that Purdy is going to throw if that doesn't happen, if he has one more second to throw the ball. That said, you, you might have coached that situation differently if in your mind you're thinking, I'm not kicking a field goal here no matter what. 100%. The right, the right script there was, was run if you don't get it pass. Not pass if you don't get it field goal because you're giving Mahomes the ball back and, and look, what happened happened and it was almost inevitable and the win probability says that they made the wrong decision in that sense. So I have less an issue with them taking the ball first to start the overtime. It kind of worked, to be honest with you, than I do with the fact that all of a sudden they clammed up at that point and decided they're going to kick the field goal like it was in the middle of a meaningless game in the second quarter, See, especially when he went for it on fourth down aggressively earlier in the game. I don't, I don't agree that it worked. I mean, what do you mean? Everything worked the way you, everything that happened dictated why you want to be the second team with the ball. 
right? B- because you don't know. If, if you're Shanahan and you have the ball second, then that decision is made for you. Am I going for it or kicking a field goal on third and four, fourth and four? You know what you need to do to win the game. By leaving that open, what, what you, I think what you just told me is that the probability of winning changed by one percentage One percent. Right, that isn't that big a difference. My point is we can't sit here and say it's one of the terrible decisions in sports history to kick a field goal in that fourth and four situation. Right. What I'm saying is if you knew what it took to win the game, you wouldn't have to make the decision. It would already have been made. Yeah, I, mean, I think taking the ball first is a terrible decision. It's not the decision I would have made. It, it's just it's hard for me to – I feel like it's much easier to play the outcomes. Even, in the t- even at the time, it felt – sort of bizarre to me and I thought to myself there have to be something here that I'm not thinking about or don't know because this is such a rare unprecedented occurrence as it turns out he, he did have an explanation for it I found it to be unsatisfactory but in the end you're kicking the field goal you still have a 74.5 percent chance to win which means you should win yeah it's the defense that wound up costing him of course so that, that's fine so so then th- there's all that and we can second guess that decision all we want I'm second guessing it but mm-hmm. as we said it isn't inexcusable the players not knowing the rule, I think, is. Many, many years ago, I'll tell you a story that this might predate your time on Mike and Mike. Bubba, I think you'll remember it. The Eagles played a regular season overtime game in which um, the game ended in a tie. And their then quarterback, Donovan McNabb, said afterwards, I didn't know a game could end in a tie. Boy, I hope that never happens in a playoff game. What are they going to do? And Mike and I had to spend a day saying, that's one of the five dumbest things anyone has ever said of all time. And, and how can an NFL quarterback not know the rule? In this case, to be clear, this was the first ever game played with these rules, but they're pretty important. They're pretty important for all the reasons we just described. And multiple 49ers said afterwards they didn't know the rule. Here's Eric Amstead. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. That's bad. Here's Kyle Juszczyk. This is worse. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. We hadn't talked about it. Andy Reid said, we talked about it endlessly. Chris Jones, defensive player, said afterwards, we knew exactly what our plan was. If we score a touchdown, we're going to go for the two. They had gone through all of the scenarios. How is it possible? Look, Kyle Shanahan, of all people, knows that the Super Bowl can go to overtime. It had only happened once before, and he coached in that game. So... The idea that a game might go to overtime, does it impact? Does it impact anything Kyle Juszczyk does or Eric Armstead does or anyone else who didn't say afterwards I didn't know? My only answer to that is I really don't know. I don't know if it would have changed anything. But it is at minimum a very bad look that I know the rule and I'm just watching the game on TV. And so do millions and millions of other people. How do the players playing in it not know that rule? And my only regret is that we were robbed of the Niners scoring a touchdown there and celebrating like they thought they won the Super Bowl. If Kyle Juszczyk catches a touchdown, 
he's going to think the game is over. Right. That's basically exactly what he just told you. Right. If on that first drive, Juszczyk catches a touchdown, he's going to go running into the stands, take his helmet off, I'm going to Disney World, all that stuff, we've won the Super Bowl. Honey, make a new jacket. Make a new jacket. You know what? Maybe they put up, should have put on the inside of the jacket. Oh, by the way, there's a new rule in overtime, Kyle, in the event that you guys score first. The game's not over. I don't get it. Cam, how do you explain that? You can't. It's unfathomable. I was talking to Bubba about it. Andy Reid said, and maybe Chris Jones too, they knew about it in training camp. So yeah. you have all season, all off season when they're making these rules to know this. Then you go through the entire season. It's not in play. No worries. You get to the playoffs. It could have happened in the wild card round. It could have happened in the divisional round. All through this time, no overtime games in the playoffs, I believe, until now. Fine. Don't know about it. Two weeks you have to prepare for the Super Bowl. You have to prepare for every little possibility that could happen anywhere in the game, and they don't know what's going to happen if they're tied after four quarters. That, I think, is the biggest indictment on Kyle Shanahan out of everything, not having his guys fully prepared to play in a Super Bowl for all the possibilities that could happen in this Super Bowl is, you can't explain it. So I don't know... Again, the one thing I don't know, the only reason I'm not going to lose my mind on this, I'm merely going to say it's a very bad look. I mean, it sounds awful. Now, could you imagine being on a Bill Belichick team and saying afterwards, yeah, I didn't know the overtime rule was different in the playoffs. So it sounds terrible. It's a terrible look. What I don't know is if it has any effect on the outcome or could have. Like, could it have impacted the outcome at all? Like, if the reverse is true... If Kansas City gets the ball first and they go down and score a touchdown, does Hughes check just leave? <laughs> See, right. like, where's the confetti? <laughs> Why isn't the confetti falling? I don't want to be here to watch any more of this. I like run off the field. Like outside of the potential for humor in all of this. Right, of course. Does it or could it have any actual impact on the way they play? I suppose it could. Um, I'm trying to think of how. Well, I mean, if we're going to sit here and say that it's such a huge advantage for the Chiefs to know what they're up against by going second – then I suppose it would affect the way that the 49ers are thinking about things on the field. I mean, I don't know that I can tangibly say like, oh, this is an ex- a specific example on that drive where it's obvious they didn't know the rule, but it is a good microcosm of the difference between the attention to detail of the coaches. Well, look, I don't know who's like, like Shanahan is calling the plays, yeah. but to whatever degree Purdy has some say. And now again, I didn't hear Brock Purdy say he didn't know the rule and he probably did. Certainly, if the quarterback doesn't know what I could see that making a difference. It's just bizarre. I mean, in the end of the day, it's just bizarre. It's, it's unquestionably bizarre and a bad look. Yes. That part of it mm-hmm. is without question. The question is, does it actually have an impact? Did it slash could it have? That's the part I can't make up my mind. Well, it's funny because you referenced the uh, Donovan McNabb. That was, that was Andy, uh, an Andy Reid coached team yeah. in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> so he made sure it didn't happen this time. Yeah. I mean, he actually said... Boy, I, don't, I, I hope they never end a, a game in overtime in the, you know, a tie in the playoffs. My goodness. That was a really bad thing to say <laughs> back then. Okay, Greeny present. Uh, oh, we have the soundbite? Uh, in college, there's multiple overtimes. I mean, high school and Pop Warner. Uh, I never knew in the professional ranks that it would kind of end that way. Um, hate to see what happens in the Super Bowl or hate to see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, to settle with a tie. Yeah, that's really bad. Oof. I mean, that's that's so that's bad. worse than him not knowing the rule. The fact that he thought playoffs could end in a tie. What that's, if that? What if that happened last night? The game ends and Kyle Uzcheck leaves. He's like, I guess we both won. <laughs> it's, it's, like if they if they didn't score that at that end of that first quarter of overtime, there, like, he would have just like walked off. Like, all right, what's yeah. we're done? Well, so we, we that's it, it's hard to believe. 
I mean, there have been double overtime playoff games in, in It's in history, hard to believe. Too. Really bad. Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Nicky Hambo, go. Group trivia. So yesterday, Patrick Mahomes, he became the fifth quarterback to rush for 50 yards in a single Super Bowl. You guys are going to give me the other four. Four quarterbacks who have rushed for 50 yards in the Super Bowl answer next ESPN radio for the ones who get it done Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier on Greeny. Seven years into his league, and he would have three championship rings and two MVPs. It's never been done in the history of the NFL. It's been done by Larry Bird and Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, Stan Musial, and Joe DiMaggio. And Guy Lafleur, and that's it. So we are talking about sports royalty. Wow. We are genuinely talking about immortality at stake yeah. for Patrick Mahomes if he wins this game. This is Greeny. And he did. And he did. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Mahomes continuing to rack up accomplishments that no one in the history of his sport ever has and only the greatest of the great in any sport ever have. Speaking of the greats, Hembo with a very good trivia question here that we'll go after in 30 seconds. Here are 30 seconds for Vivid Seats. Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase, from buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit, visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. All right, Hembo, we are, we are flexing the thinking muscles here, I think. We've got good guesses. Go. Patrick Mahomes yesterday became the fifth quarterback to rush for 50 yards in a single Super Bowl. You guys are going to give me the other four. All right. So it, it does not specify they have to have won the game. Correct. So it opens it up to 105 other quarterbacks. A lot of options. Here. So, uh, guys, I'll just, in the order in which we feel very confident, we had the answer earlier that Steve Young is the only other quarterback ever to lead his team in rushing in a Super Bowl win. Right. 
And that team had Ricky Waters on it. I have to believe he went over 50 yards. I mean, they, they threw the ball all over the place. He threw, I think he threw six touchdowns did, in that yeah. game. Are we confident he ran for 50 yards? We know he led his team in rushing. Is it possible? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here talking myself out of the obvious nature of this answer. I, I got to think he's on there. All right, we're going to go Steve Young. That's incorrect. I knew <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> I knew it. As Damn soon as it. you started saying it, I was like, you know what? He's Kaepernick? probably right. Kaepernick is correct. Yeah. 62. Steve McNair. Correct. Yeah. 64. Jalen Hurts. Correct. 70. So those are our other, <sighs> those are three of our other four. Who's the other one? If it's Tarkenton, I'm going to lose it. It's Joe Montana. Joe Montana oh. rushed for 59 yards All against right. Miami. Well, we oh, so that's the 84 Super Bowl. So that was a name we never considered. Oh, we meant the other 49ers quarterback. You didn't know? Steve yeah. Young, by the way, rushed for 49 yards. Oh, get out of here. In that game. That's very poetic, though. He had 49 for the 49ers in his lone Super Bowl win. That mm-hmm. is excruciating. Yeah. All right, Cam, give us the scores. Well, we, got, we all got wins earlier, at least. So I'm 12-17. and 17. Bubba's 11-17. and 17. You are 10-19. and 19. Brandon's 3-19. and 19. Jack's 3-9. and nine. And Dominique Foxworth is 0-1. All right, I've got a bunch of good stuff here. I have two different directions I can take this. And Bubba, you are the the producer of this show. So I'm going to let you choose which I should do. I've got a green list of five ridiculous Patrick Mahomes statistics. Or I have it in case you missed it with outstanding sound bites of things that were said earlier this morning on Get Up and here on ESPN Radio about the game last night. Which of those two would you prefer we do? Let's go with the green list. Green list it is. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. All right, here we go. Top five things you should know on this morning about Patrick Mahomes and what he accomplished last night and what it means. Five crazy Patrick Mahomes stats. Number five. His game-winning overtime touchdown was his sixth career go-ahead passing touchdown in the fourth quarter or overtime in his playoff history, that ties Tom Brady for the most ever. Patrick Mahomes has played six postseasons. He's been in the league seven years, but only been playing in six of them. He's 28 years old, and he already has as many fourth quarter or overtime go-ahead passing touchdowns as any quarterback in the history of the sport. That is ridiculous. Uh, so a QBR is our stat that has scaled 0 to 100. Patrick Mahomes, in the fourth quarter in overtime in his three Super Bowl wins, has a QBR of 95.9. That's across nearly 60 minutes of game time. He's nearly flawless. Unbelievable. What, what is considered a super high number for a game? Like a regular season game? 75. 75 is excellent. <laughs> right. 95 is ridiculous. Unfathomable. Un- it's ridiculous. Mahomes is... Ridiculous. Top five stats. Number four. He's now 10-3 and three in his career as an underdog in any game. Outright. To be clear, I'm not talking about against the spread. I'm saying that he has won 10 of the 13 games in his career in which his team was an underdog. That includes three on this Super Bowl run. They were an underdog at Buffalo. They were an underdog at Baltimore. They were an underdog last night. This is his greatest Super Bowl run for sure for that reason. Is it the greatest Super Bowl run? Can I ask you a question? 
you might be able to look this up fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Has any team ever, any other Super Bowl champion ever won three games as an underdog in that postseason? I'm thinking yes. of the Giants. The Giants, yeah. The, they won the Giants four. against, were they underdogs in all four games? Yes, yes definitely. That, it has been done. It's rare, but it has been done. The Tampa, but did they play Tampa first that year in the postseason? Yes. I'm trying to remember what their first game was. The it other was Tampa, team, then Dallas, then uh, the Packers, and then the Patriots. The other team to win four Games as an underdog in a single postseason with the Raiders at 1980. Yeah, that's the only; those they are the only two underdog. times in which it's happened. But would they have played? So they had already expanded the playoffs by then. By so then, the, yeah. there were two 78 double buys. Yeah, because there, there was a there was a time when you only played. No matter who you were, you only played two games in the playoffs before the Super Bowl. Yeah, but what China says you couldn't play more than three in any postseason run of any kind. So anyway, and this includes all games. 13 times he's been an underdog. 10 times his team has won. Ridiculous. By the way, the teams they beat this year in terms of their scoring offense rank in the playoffs, two, three, four, and six. They beat four of the top six offenses in the NFL over the last five weeks. And they gave up less than 16 points per game. So their defense gets a lot of credit for that. Every bit as much as Mahomes. Number three. Uh, Number three. Patrick Mahomes is now 17 and 14 after trailing by double digits, including playoffs. So just step back and let me let that sink in. In any game in which his team at any point is losing by 10 points or more, he's won more often than he's lost. (laughs) He's the only quarterback with a winning record in that situation since the start of 1950. So in the last 75 years, let's just call it to put a nice round number on it, no other quarterback wins more often than he loses when his team is losing by double digits. It's insane. The, the quarterback with the next best record of that kind is Otto Graham. He won 44% of those games. Mahomes is at 55%. He's doing things that no one has ever done or likely ever will do again. Yeah, Otto Graham played in the 40s. <laughs> That's when. So we're talking about that long ago. <laughs> um, Otto Graham from? Northwestern. Correct. Number two. Number two Mahomes stat. Patrick Mahomes now has the most passing touchdowns, passing yards, and playoff wins by a starting quarterback and Super Bowl MVPs through a player's first seven seasons in NFL history. I didn't read that as poetically as I'd like, so let me do it again. No player in their first seven seasons ever had as many passing touchdowns, passing yards, playoff wins, or Super Bowl MVPs as Mahomes does. I said it already. He's the best player. He's the best. Brady remains the greatest, and it's going to take Mahomes a little time to get there. I don't know exactly when he will. If I had to bet on it, I would bet he will. But you made a good comparison earlier. There was a time when if I had said to you, Tiger Woods will not ultimately break Jack Nicklaus's career record of 18 major championships, you would have laughed hysterically. But life happens. Stuff happens. In Tiger's case, primarily his body broke down. Eight million different ways. All the other stuff that happened with him had really almost nothing to do, if anything to do, with him not catching up to Jack. His body broke down. I don't even want to put it into the atmosphere that that could happen to Mahomes, but obviously it could. So while it seems obvious now, oh, he'll win five, six, seven Super Bowls, it's not a, nothing of the kind is obvious, but I wouldn't bet against it. The terrifying thing about them winning it this year is that they had no business doing it. Yeah. This team ranked 15th in scoring offense during the regular season. They lost six games. They had a losing record in the month of December. They had to go on the road to do it. Like, if you didn't clip the Chiefs this year in as much of a retool year as they've had, 
it's not obvious to me that you're going to have a better chance to do it. It doesn't mean it's it's not going to happen. It just means it's going to be much harder than it's been before. You know, he has entered that very rare realm where you make picks just based on him. Mm. And I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that everyone who asked me, because, you know, everywhere you go, people are like, hey, Greeny, who's going to win? Hey, Greeny. You know, everywhere I went for the last week or so, who you got in the game? You know, doormen and cab drivers and people in the street and people in soul even in soul cycle classes people are asking lots and lots of them now these happen to be taylor swift themed soul cycle rides i see so maybe that's part of the reason but for whatever reason and my answer to everyone was the same you don't bet against mahomes doesn't mean he's going to win every year but i'm just not going to pick against him anymore and i'm going to be right a lot more than i'm going to be wrong michael jordan lost sometimes tom brady lost sometimes that doesn't mean it's the right way to bet i'm going to bet on mahomes until until otherwise proven something. Let's say the key members of this band are Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, obviously. How long do you expect the band to stay together? That, that band, not that long. Uh, Kelsey okay. is on his last leg. Kelsey clearly ages. How old is he? He's 30, 33. Three. I believe. He looks... He. I do not believe he has another season in him of being the 34. primary... The primary receiving threat. He's, ad- he's as old as Gronk. Like, literally as old as Gronk. Maybe Rasheed Rice develops into that. But I think the point has been made by several. Mahomes is about to make Kansas City a ring chaser's destination. Mm. I'm just making a name up here. If you're Devontae Adams and you want to try and... The one thing you haven't done in your career is win a championship. Where would you go if you it, before you would go there? Like, all the good players are going to want to go there. So I don't think Kelsey can be the primary weapon for Mahomes, and clearly he's going to have to have a chapter of his career beyond Kelsey and beyond Andy, for that matter. Let's even say Andy coaches five more years. That would put him at 70. You know, Mahomes probably has another, I don't know, five, six, seven years after that. So the the, the, iterat- the next iteration of it will have to start at some point. You're certain then that, that Andy outlasts Kelsey, based on what you just said, right? I'm not certain of anything, but I would bet that. I, I, I don't... Like, like Andy can coach as long as he wants to, knock on wood, his right. health is good, and all that kind of stuff. Kelsey's body is just going to break down. I mean, he's a big physical person. It, it's just going to happen. He, he is, so much of his game is based on his great athleticism. Now, he's also super smart. I'm not saying he's... He goes from being this to being irrelevant, but I don't think he can be their number one threat on offense next year. I do agree with you. I think Mahomes has become the Pied Piper. One thing we've not yet said that needs to be said, though, if you look at every team that has ever won the Super Bowl and then averaged how old their defense was, the Chiefs this year and the Chiefs last year are the two youngest. So they've managed to win the Super Bowl basically while retooling their entire defense with kids and they get the defensive coordinator coming back again next year like that is as much a weapon for Patrick Mahomes as any wide receiver that they could possibly draft or sign as a free agent I'm trying to think of who's a wide receiver that could go there Mike Evans Mike oh, Evans could be a big time player unfair <laughs> Stefan Diggs he Buffalo's not letting him back. go there if at all possible just just I mean so I got to start familiarizing myself with the, f- the circumstances in which different players can do different things sure like, can, can he just go where he wants to go? Just looking through all the teams in the league. T. Higgins? They're not going to be able to keep everybody on Cincinnati. But again, that's another team that would have a vest, vested interest in Mahomes not, not getting one of them, for sure.
What if Justin Jefferson wants to walk away at some point oh, from Minnesota? That, that, that's Brady and, and Moss all over again. Though. That would be frightening. That would be that would be it would be, oh, it would be bordering on unfair. There might need to be a CBA provision that prevents that. Devontae Adams. I'm just going through the list of teams. I'm looking at some free. So, so T. Higgins is a white. Is a, excuse me, is a free agent. Right. This offseason, as you pointed out, Michael Pittman of the Colts is a free agent. Mike He's Evans, a good player. Mike Evans is a free agent. I mean, all those guys would be upgrades. Hollywood Brown. Michael Pittman would be the best receiver on their team. I, no, I, no doubt. T. Higgins would be by. A ridiculous margin, the best receiver on their team. Hollywood Brown's a free agent. Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley's a free agent. The draft is rich with wide receivers, as you've uh, as you've been studying. There's an opportunity for them to get a lot better in that area. Yeah, they could take one as well. They're not. They're picking at the very end of the first round. There are a ton of receivers that are going to go super early in this draft. They're not going to get any of those. Anyway, so our top five Mahomes stats. Number one. And here's number one. This was Patrick Mahomes' third double-digit comeback in the Super Bowl. So he's got three. All other quarterbacks combined have four. So Mahomes has three. Brady has two. Doug Williams had one. Drew Brees had one. The Doug Williams one, I remember. Doug Williams in Washington, they were losing 10 nothing to Denver at the end of the first quarter. At halftime, they were winning 35 to 10. So it's easy to forget. <laughs> it's easy to forget that they were losing in that game because he had the best single quarter any players ever had in the Super Bowl. I think all the touchdowns were passing, or maybe four of the five. They scored 35 points, unanswered points in the second quarter and put that game away. The Breeze game against the Colts, I don't remember them being down that much. I remember the pick six at the end. I don't remember that they were way down. They opened the second half of that game with an onside yeah, kick. Yeah, the onside, right? right. So they were there. So what, it was uh, 10 nothing after the first quarter. Colts were winning. They got a couple field goals at the end of the half. So the Saints were losing 10-6 into the half. Colts were obviously going to get the ball. They get the onside kick, get a touchdown on that drive, and then it was back and forth from there, and the pick six sealed it. So the ballsy decision by Sean Payton pays off. But they were down 10 nothing after at the end of the first quarter. Right. So that, that's the one of them, Bra- uh, Breeze, Doug Williams, and then two from Brady. And now Mahomes already has three. He's a cat with nine lives. In the Chiefs' three Super Bowl wins, this is nuts. They have been outscored by 13 points across the first three quarters of the game. The Chiefs have won three Super Bowls in which they were outscored across the first three quarters of those games. They're plus 30 in the fourth quarter in overtime. And in those games, after the third quarter, they've had nine drives on offense, scored six touchdowns, kicked three field goals, and punted zero times wow he's nine for nine when he had to have it that's he's the best i mean i, I, oh I there's only so many different ways you can say it and you're going to get tired of me saying it and at some point i guess i'm going to get tired of saying it <laughs> but today isn't the day for that today is the day to say all hail mahomes he's the best that you've ever seen we're back in a flash on espn radio now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Presented by Progressive Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. The game was so good last night and the storylines so rich that we've barely touched on any of the peripheral pieces of it, if you will, like this one, um, meaning the halftime show. Hembo, did you watch the halftime show? I'm afraid to answer this because I'm afraid I'll be made fun of. Well, I mean, why would today be any different? I've never watched a halftime show. No, I understand that. It's not your thing. What did you do during halftime? While Usher was roller skating yesterday in Las Vegas, what were you doing? Am I also allowed to answer this question honestly? What do you mean? Are you allowed to? Like, I, like, if I tell you the answer, does that make it less likely that you'll make fun of me? No. I mean, I, let's put it this way. If you don't tell me the answer, that makes it much less likely okay. that we'll make fun of you because we don't know what you so were doing. this week I got What a, could you possibly have been doing? The, the halftime is, what, 20 minutes? Oh, it was a little longer than that this year. Well, that's if you include the... The, the, you know, the, the James Brown and Phil oh, Simms yeah, the, and all that. Oh, yeah, the football leaf stuff. I assume you've seen that in your life. Of course. Um, so the, the usher part of it is probably 20 minutes. Okay, so during that time, uh, I went upstairs, leaving myself from the party we were hosting, and I kept reading a book about the presidents. I'm not kidding. I'm reading a book right now that the, the authors do a really good job of, of, of quantifying every United States president and breaking down their record as statistically as possible. And that was really the only chance I had yesterday to continue my reading, and so I did that while Usher played. <laughs> There's so many things about that that I like. So, so let's start with this. You had how many people? About a dozen. You had a dozen people in your house, <laughs> and you just got up and left to read a book for a half hour? That's true. Is, is a, forgetting what's going on. Let's forget the fact that it is Usher and the Super Bowl halftime show and everything else. Just from a pure etiquette standpoint, if you have invited something in the neighborhood of a dozen people to your home, you are not allowed to excuse yourself, go upstairs and read any book, much less a book about the analytics of the presidency. Like, that's, that's, 
what could give you the impression that was okay? So I told people that I was going to go upstairs and shower and prepare for waking up early the next day. But you didn't do that. I just read. Instead. Did you shower? No. How did, what did you do when you came down and you weren't wet? Uh, no one asked, actually. No one asked I, after I, you were wearing the same into, clothes? No, I did change into my pajamas to create the illusion that your I had. Your pajamas? Who were these people that are in your house? This is Lizzie's mostly immediate family. But Why I could, are you, you, so what, in front of your Lizzie's pajamas? Immediate family, you're in pajamas. Yes, immediately after reading about Ulysses S. Grant's terrible record of foreign policy. What's but, Calvin Coolidge's war, by the way? Uh, I'll see where he's ranked. Okay, stand by. How many wars was he involved in? No, but hold on a second. Hold <laughs> oh, on. A different war. What kind of pajamas are we t- like? Actual like button up the front? No, and- no, just like like fairly short, like thigh level cotton shorts, and it's like an oversized T-shirt. Okay, that isn't pajamas. That's just casual what clothing. I sure. Okay, but there's a very big difference. If you say the word pajamas, it's going to conjure a very different image in the minds of all of us who are listening. Understood. Did it, you think Kembo was wearing lingerie? No, no, but I, you know, you know what pajamas are, right? Like, like I don't. Ebenezer Scrooge with a cap, right? Yeah. Like a nightcap. I don't own Which them. Which would any, not be shocking if he was wearing. That. There was a time in my life I did. I actually do have a pair of pajama pants. Because when Stevie was in kindergarten, they had like a, a pajamas day at school. That's fun. And not only did the kids all wear their pajamas, but they asked, like, I went to pick up the kids from school that day. And, and I wore, like, I had, I don't know, Stacey went out and got me a pair of pajama bottoms. And I wore those to school that day. So I actually, and I actually still sleep in them every now and again. And it's delightful. So Calvin Coolidge actually. <laughs> no, stop. Right, stop talking. Stop talking. We're talking about Usher, not Cal- Calvin Coolidge. We'll save it for Wednesday. Yeah, save that for General Knowledge Wednesday. Um, Bubba, what did you think of Usher? Uh, eh? I mean, I guess I'll give them credit because it, it appears that they Who's were, them? Well, him and... Uh, the performers? You know, they, they seem Ludacris, to least, they seem Lil to John. Be singing compared to years past where it was complete lip sync. I think there was definitely some lip syncing involved. I mean, again, my take from last year, I would have no issue if they just got rid of the halftime show overall because it's generally just a complete lip sync and a waste of my time. Don't oh, watch it. Read instead. I, I mean, I'm, Hembo will I'm send getting you a closer book. to Hembo's side here. I was just sitting there wow. by myself. Um, I was half watching it because it really did nothing for me. Okay. I mean, that's. I don't know what to say. You're entitled to feel that way, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, what, what is so great about it? Our show. I'm, I'm just saying, what like, is so great about it? We just couldn't have our he's, finger less on the pulse. He's, no, keep me out of this. <laughs> I, I am an Usher fan. You watched? He, yes, of course I did. And he is, a, he is an internationally beloved music icon mm. whose talent literally oozes from his every pore. I'm not saying he's not he talented. Was his dancing sweaty. is he sweated a lot. He was How sweaty. do you know that he sweated a lot if you weren't watching? I saw it? images on Twitter this morning. Okay, he did sweat a lot. Images. Um, but it was <laughs> it was Cam, I assume you watched it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, didn't I think did too. It, I didn't think it was fantastic or you know, not a, a chart top or anything, but the choreography is very good. The skating was hilarious but funny. Felt like he didn't sing a ton, honestly. He was more focused on the dancing, which is he, he's good at everything, but he's very, very talented. I thought, like Bubba said, it seemed like they were singing at certain points for real. I think Alicia Keys like came in on the wrong note, and I was like, oh, she's actually singing that. Yeah. That's good. And then, uh, you know, they had good choreography. I thought it was a good performance. Not mind-blowing. i I just like to point out once again that last year, the ESPN YouTube channel posted Bubba's thoughts on the halftime show on their page, and I hope they do it again because that that really made my day. Well, last year it made the Rihanna fans really mad. They were upset. I don't, I don't know that the Usher fans are going to have 
quite the same reaction to Bubba. <laughs> oh, because if anything, I'm giving him more credit than last year's lip sync. I mean, geez, uh, the, the, that was just a waste of time. Okay, yeah, this magnificent global icon walks out there pregnant and sings like well, seven sing, incredibly but... well-known songs. I want myself disassociated from this, okay? I want to state on the record. I'm not saying they're the not air, well-known or I do known not want this segment posted with my name on it. Like, it should not say hashtag Greenie. If you want to post it and post hashtag Bubba, that's fine. But I do not want to be associated with hating on the Super Bowl halftime show, which is awesome. Hembo has just awesome. opened his phone to show me. What does it say? The, the book is called, for those interested, uh, The American President Ranked by Performance. Who's number one? Uh, let me pull up the entire Who's the Patrick list. Mahomes of presidents? Can I guess? Go ahead. Okay. I, I have the top five. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln is first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Use your buzzers Look and dings, bro. Uh, so you have the top five. Stop I mean, calling him bro. I have the entire list. Well, okay. this is, the book is fairly dated. There were only 39 presidents at the time of publication. You're so we try and get the top five? from, like, this has got to be from, like, the 19th. 30s? No, 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 no. How many presidents? We're up to, what, 46? Yeah, right. So we have through Reagan, it looks like. Yeah, you're like. in the 80s. Yeah, looks like we have through Reagan. How about FDR? Is he in the top five? Yes, FDR is tied for third. All right. So again, they're, they're, uh, just, to, just to be clear here, it's a, it's a combination of um, analytics using their foreign, domestic, administrative, leadership, uh, and overall qualities to create a score 0 to 100. Uh, George Washington yeah, has got to get the Bart Starr Washington bump. is second. Yeah. So it's Washington, it's Lincoln, then Washington, and then there are three more. If we're going to do the top five, of which one of them you just told us was FDR, is who's FDR. tied for third. So there's he's tied for third. So there's two others. Mm-hmm. JFK. Would, mm, he was president for a very short time. No, he's he's not going to wind up being Kennedy on the list is not. Like this. No, he's not super high. Who else was president? He's eighth. He's eighth higher than I would have thought. Who else was president a long time? Reagan was president a long time. Yeah, but he grades he grades unfavorably by the metrics. You know who's by a long shot? Ulysses S. Grant comes out awful. I mean, he's he's minus forty two, and no one else is worse than minus nineteen. Wow! I love that there are numbers attached to it. That's crazy. I mean, this is like this That's is like his... the Dan Orlovsky quarterback two thousand and eight Lions of presidencies. Um, who are the other two? Truman and Woodrow Wilson uh, round up the top five. All right. That's well, this was an outstanding show, and then that happened. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.